today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Effective September 7th, the directive will require covered organizations to implement policies that require their employees and others in these sectors to either provide a proof of full vaccination against COVID-19, provide a documented medical reason for not being vaccinated. In addition, covered organizations will be required to offer an educational session about the benefits and risks of COVID-19 vaccination. All right, there you have it, Dr. Kieran Moore, Ontario Chief uh, Medical Officer, talking uh, about a press conference, a news conference earlier this morning, where uh, basically making, man- you know, as mandatory as what we can make them, and, and this is the same with the federal policy, uh, making it mandatory, but for those that don't want to do it, you have to show proof of why you don't want to do it, a medical note of some sort saying why you can't do it, and then go through an education session on vaccines. Uh, and then if uh, still all out, uh, going uh, through regular testing. Uh, other situations like uh, universities, colleges, and such are uh, in other places where, where there are congregate settings, which is, you know, basically what we're talking about here. Lots of people gathering. Um, McMaster University, along with Mohawk, released notices to students, faculty, staff, and visitors. Anyone attending the facilities have to show proof that they are fully vaccinated. To talk more about all of this, Sean Van Kunit is with us, Associate Vice President, Students and Learning, and Dean of Students, McMaster University, and with us now. Sean, thanks for the time. I hope you're well. Hello? Sorry, I might have just lost you there for a second. Sean, thanks for the time. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. So tell us what student life will be like heading back to McMaster this year, specifically, uh, obviously, last year online, uh, more participation this year. But but give us some sort of sense of what it will be like this September at Mac. Yeah, well, as you've noted, it's not going to be, well, it's not going to be the same as, as, uh, September 2019. It's not going to be the same as September 2020 either. It'll lie somewhere in between. Uh, we will have some academic activity on campus, so about 50% of our course components are going to be delivered in person, about 50% online. Uh, our athletic facilities will be open. Our residences will be uh, at capacity. Uh, we will allow student clubs and groups to uh, gather in small numbers according to provincial regulations, um, there will be a, a varsity season. So all those activities will take place. Um, you will, though, see people wearing masks indoors at this point. Uh, there's, there's still a little bit of a question mark around distancing and uh, as to whether um, that will continue on into the fall, but we'll, we'll find out more soon. And so uh, we're getting back to what is more normal, but it's still not 100% there. So we can assume extracurriculars, more clubs, uh, more sports, but obviously that will come with protocol. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as I said, uh, we, uh, we're looking at things like our intramural programming. What, what intramurals should we run at this point? Uh, it's probably not going to be a full slate, uh, but, but we want to <laughs> excuse me, enable um, students to have somewhat of a normal experience. So much of what goes on outside the classroom is so important to the university experience. We, we want to be able to deliver that as much as, uh, as is safely possible. Uh, what about those that do that refuse to get a vaccine for whatever reason? What about those that uh, don't want to? 
Yeah, so uh, as you mentioned at the top there, we'll, we will, we need to, and we will be providing an exemption process. Now, those exemptions will be, uh, we'll need to validate those. We'll need to go through them case by case, understand what, uh, it could be medical reasons, um, and there could be reasons covered under Ontario, Ontario human rights uh, grounds. So we'll assess it based on that. Um, for those who, who who don't have those reasons, um, we'll have to again work through that process. And again, our policy, just to be clear, um, is one where anyone who is physically setting foot on campus uh, mm-hmm. needs to abide by the policy. So, if for some reason there's a student who has uh, five courses that are online this term, which is possible, mm-hmm. in fact, especially in the earlier uh, in our first and second year students where they traditionally have more larger classes, those are the ones that are most more likely to be online. Then, then we'll have to work through each case to understand, is that, is that student going to be on campus at all this fall? Um, but certainly as we move forward and we, we hope and we anticipate that more and more activity will be in person, um, we will have to work through each one of these situations uh, with our students to, to understand um, whether they're going to still be able to attend McMaster. Now, my hope is that we're able to, to work through each situation so that, that we can be as accommodating as possible. Um, but it's it's vitally important to the to the health and safety of the university and our campus community that that we take every possible measure to protect each individual and, and therefore the community and, and vaccinations are the best way to do that. How much of a challenge do you think this is going to be? Uh, resources used to address this situation? Do you think it's something you're going to be uh, chasing, or you know, considering the great vaccine uh, vaccination rates that we're seeing right now, with mm-hmm. up over 81 percent getting their first dose in Ontario, do you think this problem will sort itself out? Well, it's it, there's no doubt it's going to uh, there's going to be a tremendous amount of work, and we're already um, there. There already is a tremendous amount of work in trying to. To, uh, to operationalize the policy. Um, that said, our surveys showed that uh, earlier in the summer, 94% of our students either had been or were intending to get back vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, you're looking at, let's say, 6%, and I'm sure there might be a, a few more percents you can add, add to that if, there, if the survey wasn't completely accurate. Um, so 6%, that's great. That's much better than what you would see in society at large in terms of those who will be unvaccinated. At the same time, we're a student population of 35,000. So 6% of 35,000 is still a relatively large number to deal with when you're looking at them case by case. So um, I think there's a positive there in that we're, we're going to get there. Uh, and, you know, based on some of the, the exemption requests that came in for, for residents, because we had that mandate um, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, Less than 1% were asking for exemptions. Um, and so we might be looking at uh, a couple percent of our students, a few percent that, that are really, that may not have an exemption, a validated exemption, um, that, that simply do not uh, want to get the vaccine that we're, we're going to be dealing with. And as is the case with a lot of these things, uh, there's a small number of cases will probably take up the largest amount of time. Hmm. Uh, what do you think the mood will be like on campus uh, this September? And, you know, there's a lot of students. Uh, and I'm thinking, for example, of my own situation with my daughter who did first year university at home, now second year going there for the first time. You know, obviously missed the first year, missed those festivities, missed everything that is involved with, with this part of your life. What do you think the buzz, the mood's going to be like on campus once everybody gets back? 
Well, I, I think generally, I and mean, of course, every individual is going to have a different reaction. I know, depending on on your situation, there's there can be a sense of anxiety uh, for different reasons, mm-hmm. um, whether it be related to health, whether it be related to I haven't been around a lot of people in a long time, and this feels um, different and, and weird to people who are just dying to socialize and yeah. be around people and are as excited as they could possibly be. So I think it's going to run the spectrum. I think generally with our younger student population that, that, that for the most part, they're very excited and for the most part, and it's, it's difficult to judge just from, from social media, but um, the majority of the response so far over the last 24 hours has been positive uh, from our student population. So uh, I think, and part of the reason for that is uh, the sense that, okay, this is a safer environment for me than maybe it was before, even though with a, with a high vaccination rate, it was, it was still, we were getting there. I think there's an added degree of, of comfort uh, for many um, coming to campus. So that comfort combined with the ability to do some element of, of socializing and being around peers, it makes it an exciting time. Uh, the kids, uh, I shouldn't say kids, the, the, the students that are in university college setting now, they know no other life because they haven't been in the workforce. We're assuming most of them as of this time. Um, it's going to be fascinating to watch how this generation responds to what we've been through in a global pandemic and how much this shifts what we're all doing and and what life will be like moving forward. This is going to be a very exciting time to be in this age cohort, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's exciting. It's it's turbulent. There's a lot of a lot of things going on. Um, a lot of uncertainty and, too. Yes. Yeah, and we're. I think we'll always talk about what life was like before COVID and after COVID. Um, uh, and, and maybe there's no firm after if COVID stays with us. But certainly there was what was life life like before COVID and. Um, for sure, uh, you know, the younger populations are probably, uh, well, we know that younger people are better at adapting to, to new situations. So I think um, there, there, are, there are some silver linings here. And, and one of them is that uh, organizations like McMaster, big organizations, this has uh, forced um, some changes that I think are, are good changes in a, in a very rapid way and and changes that may in a normal time have taken five or ten years or are taking a year or two um to the benefit of of the the people we serve um so i think there's there's uh, i'm trying to be optimistic and there's there's good that, that that can and will come out of this Sean Van Cunet has been with us, Associate Vice President, Students and Learning, Dean of Students, McMaster University, talking about what the year will look like, not only for Mac students, but those that head back to class uh, for university or college coming up this September after having a very unusual experience last year. Sean, thanks for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Be well. Good luck with this moving forward. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.